Hi, this is the Photography Art Research Podcast, a photo podcast in the intersection between photographic practice and artistic research. I have just finished the second module of my master's program in photography. The module was assessed through an in-progress portfolio and a video documentary around my own photographic methods. Both assignments are handed in, but not yet graded as I record this. Despite the discrepancy between the podcast format and the visual nature of photography, I'll use this episode to make those two assignments public. In the show notes, I'll post a link to both the full portfolio presentation and the video documentary. At the breaking point between hubris and risk-taking, I've staged the video as a fictional documentary 300 years into the future through clever and high-tech archaeological methods, some future documentarians have made a reportage on my artistic practice. If you've listened to previous episodes, you'll see how I continue to explore questions of agency, subjectivity and nature culture through a post-humanities theoretical perspective. But first, I'll share my statement of intent from the portfolio in progress. My name is Carl Mikael Björk. Please step into my cabinet of curiosities. At what point does intention break, balance, collide, or get overtaken by agency? My photographic intentions cover an artistic research question choice of locations, motif, time of day, and different photographic methods. The different methods are kindred by the overarching methodology, an intention to attribute and acknowledge agency to several primarily non-human actors through the photographic process. A photographic research process where I use my own body and physicality to explore space and structure with special regard to non-human agencies and agential realism. Non-human agencies can be seen in the choice of equipment itself and how that forces a certain workflow. Traits of the photo location, such as weather, topology, temperature, the architecture of a building, brought objects, props, costume, or lack thereof. There are socio-material aspects affecting both the process and product of photography. Actions, events, and meaning are sprung out of the meeting between the intentional human, which is me in this case, and the materiality of non-human agents such as objects, machines, or environment. Karen Barad describes agency as something that is not attributed to single entities, but rather as something that emerged through intra-actions between human and non-human actors. To be entangled is not simply to be intertwined with another, as in the joining of separate entities, but to lack an independent, self-contained existence. Existence is not an individual affair. Individuals do not pre-exist their interactions. Rather, individuals emerge through and as part of their entangled intra-relating. 
I'm taking the post-anthropocentric philosophical stance that agency is not primarily intentional and distinctively initiated by human actions. That said, I do carry intentions, but it's not my intentions alone that shape my photographs. And I don't really intend to communicate a certain narrative or a coherent visual style. My intentions are of the exploratory kind. Photography is my way of asking questions and doing research. In the viewing of the photos, yet other agents are in effect. Agency and meaning emerge through the interaction between you, the viewing device, a cultural capital, the room you're inhabiting, and a multitude of other possible agents. I carry some intentions. I don't control the process. I don't own the result. You, I, the photos emerge as part of entangled intra-relations. I hope and think that those words, that statement of intent, will make more sense as you look at the photos in the portfolio. The next part of this episode is an audio-only version of the video documentary I made to present my photographic methods. Remember, it's set 300 years into the future. It makes the assumption that humans no longer view themselves as the center of everything. And of course, it'll probably make even more sense if you actually watch the video linked in the show notes. Just about 300 years ago, right at the pivot point of the post-anthropocentric paradigm shift, Earth was shook by climate crisis, a global pandemic, and political populism. We know now that Earth withstood also this impasse, but being a human on Earth in the beginning of the 21st century was for many a most uncertain existence. In this episode of Digital Archaeology, we'll look at the practice of photographic artist and researcher Carl Mikael Björk and his work during the year of 2021. This episode is possible by means of the Internet Wayback Machine, through rare digital artifacts such as solid-state memory cards and restored mechanical hard drives typical for the time. Our digital archaeologists have decrypted, restored, analyzed and interpreted an artistic photographic practice unknowingly ahead of his time. The anthropocentric paradigm shift is often dated to the early or mid-21st century. Carl Michael Björk was primarily active when humans were still considered supreme, when the convention of separating nature and culture was still in effect, when humans claimed subjectivity in favor of non-humans. Scholars and philosophers contemporary to CMB were advocating the dissolution of dichotomies such as nature culture, subject object and even human and non-human. Feminist and postmodernist Donna Haraway critiqued the Anthropocene, de-emphasizing human exceptionalism in favor of multispeciesism, wanting to label this period the Cthulhuocene. Feminist techno-scientist Karen Barad acknowledged the symmetrical relationship between humans, non-humans and objects and defined agency as a relationship rather than as something one has. There are several traces in CMB's practice that point towards an interest in non-human agencies and how socio-material interactions form both the process and product of photography. In several of the documents restored, the following phrase was found. Explore space and structure with special regard to non-human agencies and agential realism. 
Patrick Maynard might have categorized explorations and resulting photos of space as place, shapes, and topology. But looking at CMB's reading notes, it seems he was more inclined to the exploratory practice of co-perceiving the world through embodiment. CMB's images do present a seductive surface layer, but it's through the conceptual subtext that we can distill a methodology where non-human agencies consciously and continuously are given attention in the photographic artistic process. We can see how CMB purposely adds socio-material aspects to the photographic workflow and acknowledges non-human agencies to aid and challenge the research question using broad objects, such as rope or a hoop, to explore space, outwitting the high-quality, for the time, digital camera by use of a self-made pinhole lens, limiting his self-portraits by doing a in-camera analog diptychs and b restricting composition and range by use of a 6-meter pneumatic shutter release. Also in the product of photography, there was a socio-material dimension. No doubt the use of embroidery on paper photographs influenced viewers' understanding of an image. Not primarily in a representational semiotic fashion as suggested by Roland Barthes, but as intra-action and material semiotics as suggested by Barad and Haraway. Carl Michael Bjork's visual style was at times described as disjointed or incoherent. We understand through the digital artifacts that he was not concerned with producing a cohesive visual style or a given narrative. His practice was mainly set on using photography as artistic research to pose questions and possibly supply answers. He was not researching to be able to produce photographic work. The work itself was the research. It seems he was aiming for a felt knowledge in how he often used his own body as a means of exploring space and structures. As such, CMB turned his back on yet another dualism, the Cartesian one of mind-body separation. In CMB's research journal, we found a reference to Mike Simmons who describes the artistic research process as a rhizomatic network. Rhizomes, dissolution of dualisms, embodiment, non-human agencies, it seems Carl Michael Björk was scholarly grounded in post-humanities research. That is the transdisciplinary theoretical field which preceded and led to the post-anthropocentric paradigm shift. By today's discourse, it's hard to fathom that CMB lived at a time in history when humans considered themselves supreme. This anthropocentric worldview resulted in a capitalist appropriation of nature for the exclusive benefit of human culture. While we have no traces of CMB being an environmental activist, he did seem concerned with sustainability. In the research journal, we found an entry quoting Cecilia Erosberg. In the context of the ecological crisis, we can certainly no longer uphold the division of labor where nature is left to science and culture to the humanities. This entry seems to be the script of a podcast recording. Let's listen to the recovered voice of Carl Michael Björk himself. If I see my work as the production of photos, prints, books or exhibitions, I'm getting stuck in the minimized carbon footprint discourse. I curiously looked at the environmental credentials from my camera and lens manufacturer. Fujifilm have a set of action guidelines for sustainable development. They, like probably most tech manufacturers, have a neoliberal green capitalist approach where technology and geoengineering is supposed to reduce carbon emission, for example. 
we will contribute to solving environmental issues with original and advanced technology in the product life cycle. Fox and Aldred again. In the present climate change crisis, post-human responsibilities go far beyond liberal environmentalist actions such as reducing one's carbon footprint, eating less meat, or avoiding single-use plastics. That's a little bit dark, so uh, if I instead see my work as the process of photographic research, maybe I can contribute to knowledge around concepts such as nature culture and rhizomatic entanglements. Possibly my artistic research can ask questions of subjectivity and human supremacy. Maybe photography is the transdisciplinary field where science and humanities meet. So rather than phrase strategies for the sustainable production, dissemination and consumption, I'll approach my visual practice to form a sustainable, posthuman becoming. Carl Mikkel Björk most likely didn't work purposely towards the post-anthropocentric paradigm shift, but his exploratory artistic research practice focusing on non-human agencies did contribute to the knowledge making this philosophical and political pivot possible. Two decades after his passing, the geological epoch labeled Anthropocene was declared ended. Instead, the Cthulhuscene, the age of entanglement, connectedness and making kin was announced as in effect. And we're still here, in a seemingly sustainable future. Next week on Digital Archaeology. Thanks for listening. Those are my two assignments handed in for the previous module, waiting to be marked. I'm constantly curious to engage in dialogue and eager to answer any questions. The easiest point of contact would be an Instagram DM, write me at C-A-R-L-M-I-K-A-E-L-B-J-O-R-K, that spells Karl Mikael Björk. You can find the portfolio and the video documentary in their full glory by browsing the show notes. Talk to you soon. Hero compis. Bye bye. Bye. Hero. Bye.